Blog Talk Radio. a great Wednesday and welcome to the live morning show podcast up your volume where we talk about the arts and living conscious and a little bit of everything this morning I have a very I have two very special guests but a very special co-host with me this morning that you guys may remember from our previous episode with her welcome Miss Katie Jones good morning good morning hey Nick. good morning I'm so happy you're on with me this morning me too this is gonna be great I'm looking forward to it yeah, so we have uh, we have Michael Greenberg coming up. Um, at, at, he's our guest of today's show, and we all went to college together. We're in a band together, so yeah. we're really really excited about today. It just the stars kind of aligned this way, and we ended up all being available to do this podcast. So it works out perfect, and we're all just stoked to be with you guys this morning. Um, I know we have these like little like chats before the show and like we're all just like geeking back there and laughing hysterically. We have a really good show for you guys though and um, like I said we are really excited to be here. Um, Katie and I as, as most of you listeners know I've always been a big hip-hop fan um, and kind of throughout the year that we've been doing the Up Your Volume, I've kind of been talking about how 1996 was my favorite year in hip-hop, and there's a lot of great albums from them that we've kind of, I've just been kind of doing some, like, uh, best performances and all that stuff, but we really haven't gone through, like, specific albums that were not only albums that um, were good and that we, we listened to and grew up with, but also albums that ended up becoming a legacy, and these artists ended up um, having, you know, two decades, you know, worth of, of music after this set, and they really are all pretty much, like, legends. So Katie and I were talking, like, oh, what should our playlist be about? And and I just was like, oh, you know, I did just read something about Illidolf Half-Life having its 20th reunion in 25 years for um, the, the low-end theory, tribes, low-end theory, and, like, we're just like, maybe we should do, like, a throwback album type of thing. So we kind of went with that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, dude. And we were like going through it. Like, it, I think the hardest part for us, since we both like respect all of these artists, is going through the album and being like, wait, which, which song? What, what, which yeah. song? Which record's like the record we want to talk about? So, yeah. Um, we started off and we talked about, you know, I, we, we looked at this cool article that was talking about, I think it said like 40 or so albums that will have their 20th anniversary this year. So yeah, just to like, show you, like, 40 yeah. albums, that's, that's insane. Um, and that was we were just, looking, I think that was just 40 hip-hop albums. Can you imagine exactly, all the right? genres? Yeah. Yeah, I even think, like, Atlantis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill came out this month. If I'm – or something. Totally. And Fiona Apple, dude, that title Fiona album. Apple? Oh, my God. Yeah, 1996 yeah. was, like, the year of, like, just some awesome, 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 awesome albums. So um, – Definitely look into it. If you if you guys have an album that we didn't mention, please always feel free to drop me a line uh, through my website, Nikki-Bovey.com, and let me know what albums you guys think should have been on the list, and I will try to talk about them next week. Um, okay, so we, st- we started off, and we were like, oh, It Was Written came out. Nas's It Was Written yeah. came out. It actually turned 20 in July, and... Um, that was one of his, I guess, you know, his kind of come out breakthrough album was Illmatic. Yep. Um, and, you know, Godson was a big one as well. But but It Was Written was uh, still, I think, like a 12, like 10 or 12 song album. But um, yeah. a lot of the songs didn't become huge. But the one that, like, definitely became huge that we all know about is If I Ruled the World. Yeah. Um, which is the jam. I can remember listening to that song in high school and just being like, they could, you know, that yeah. young ego, that young ego. You're just like, yeah, 
Imagine that. Oh exactly. God. I know. I feel like out of all the albums we have for the playlist, this album was a little bit more easier to pick which song because this is just the jam exactly. and it's just everybody exactly. knows it, you know? Exactly. And I think a lot of people don't even realize from it was written. Totally. Because, because I think it was written in Lost Tapes and some of he has some like kind of shorter, more obscure albums that have like these one or two like mob tracks on them that, that you know blew up but besides that they're all kind of like these underground tracks so um we had that at number you know one we're not really ordering them because we we really couldn't we just kind of just left yeah, it in the order exactly. that we read them and we're yep. just like all right we're gonna pick five we're not gonna number them we're just gonna kind of rattle them off um yeah this so technically they're all number one technically exactly they're technically they're all just bomb and if you haven't for for some of the younger listeners i know our demographic is is more our age and older but um if there are any younger listeners, if you guys don't, dude, you guys are, you guys are both going to laugh. And I know Greenberg's listening in right now, so we can talk about this with him after. But you guys both know my boyfriend, and I'm talking with Ellie's little brother, Roey, who is in his first year of college. And I picked him up, like, maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe June. Sometime this summer, I picked him up, and we're in my car, and I'm like, oh, you know, what is it? I don't know what the kids listen to. So like, I'm just going to throw on like an album. Right. So I think like, Oh, I'm going to put on Jay-Z's black album. Well, thinking that that was supposed to be his, like his retirement album. Exactly. That last album. Exactly. It's supposed to be that last album. And like, honestly, like I haven't bought a Jay-Z album since then. It's not because he hasn't released stuff. It's just because like, to me, that was still like the signature, like I'm done. I'm out black album. And since then, you know, I may have, bought um or downloaded you know some itunes singles off him but i haven't really gone out and gotten a jay-z album since that time and i throw it on thinking like oh this is this was like this is like the newest stuff that i have in my car like because that's how (laughs) much i haven't like changed or grown so i'm like oh this is like this is new this is him and he goes we're listening to it he's like oh what is this i'm like jay-z dude black album and he goes man like what year did this come out and i said like no I said, oh, six or something like that, thinking, like, still, you know, fresh, like, whatever. And he's like, man, I never listened to old school hip hop. I was like, what? Oh, no. That's wild. That makes us feel real old and weird. I was like, old school? What are you talking <laughs> about? Is the early 2000s considered old school to these kids now? I'm like, I guess it is, you know? It's it crazy. Is. Yeah, it is. So um, that was kind of like a... You know, I, he was eight when it came out. So, I mean, how the hell, you know, he wasn't listening to Jay-Z. Even though when I was eight, I, I was, we, we were eight when were. this came out. We we yeah. were definitely listening to this. Because in 1996, I definitely was listening to, to Reasonable Doubt, for sure. Oh, man. Yeah, um, that was one thing. That was definitely one thing that I wasn't censored through as a child, like the music aspect of things, especially through hip-hop. I mean, at one point, I think I asked for at least 12 hip-hop CDs. On my Christmas oh, me book. too. You know, and they were all, all parental, parental all advisory. Parental. Yep. And my parents were like, we got you. Like, I remember asking for um, Ja Rule came out in the late 90s, yep. you know, mid to late 90s. And I, I got Ja Rule. I even, even getting like a Kid Rock album, which I believe was 1996 as well. Uh, or maybe it was 1998. But uh, Devil Without a Cause. And that having parental advisory. And that kind of being like the first like kind of white rap album that yeah. I had. And like, you know, it's just anything that I really you know, associated myself with was always kind of more on the, the rap uh, side of things, hip hop side of things. So, um, so yeah, talking about Jay-Z, I want to get right into, um, you know, Reasonable Doubt came out in 1996. It was, it was um, I guess the first signal was Hard Knock Life. Yeah. Um, and that song was huge, blew up, um, but pretty much every song on that album ended up being released almost and it's just kind of like what we talked about Illmatic uh, when we were talking about Nas and I think those two albums you know they had they, they had such feuds Jay-Z and Nas they came out the same year with like one of the dopest records where every song on it was just hit after hit after hit and yep. those two albums kind of paved the way for obviously their legacies so Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt I mean even um, Can't Knock the Hustle with Mary J. Blige yeah totally. uh, uh, Life Life's a bitch. That's not, I mean, there's so many, there's so many good songs about that album. I could go on all day, but um, we, we decided on feeling it just because, and not only does that song 
kind of lay the message of Jay-Z's kind of like chill vibe that he brought and like that really refreshing like New York sound that um, just, you know it just it's a really good driving in your car especially like now that's turning into fall we're still getting some nice days you know whether you're on the east coast or the west coast you have some or or if you're in France um, <laughs> you probably have some nice days where you're going on a bike ride or, or you know you're listening to music while you're traveling and uh, this is definitely a song that you want to you want to jam out to and just kind of lose yourself in the moment for sure and this song's called feeling it so check it out if you haven't heard it definitely gonna it made our list and um we're going to go right around the corner to Philadelphia where the Roots, Philadelphia Half-Life, came out uh, actually September 24th of 1996. So it just had its 20th anniversary. Again, another great album, Philadelphia Half-Life. We, we had trouble picking from this one as well. There, I'm like, totally. I'm like, absolutely like, wasn't close. <laughs> exactly. And the earlier Roots albums are just so, you know, they're just like Tribe Called Quest, which we'll get to later, but they're really influential in hip hop, you know, I mean, even now today, I mean, that is a band that people still know, you know, it's pretty crazy. Absolutely. You know, coming from nothing. And now they're on one of the biggest late night talk shows as the house band. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And I even saw a quest posted, I think, I think this week that he's coming out either with his own show or his own podcast or about to look that up. Cause he's, yeah, he, I mean, obviously he's been, you know, legendary in, in not only the hip hop world, but just, just the musician world that we all, you know, live in. And um, he's just been one of an iconic producer, drummer, DJ. And, um, you know, obviously he kind of shares the role with Black Thought as like a leader of the roots, you know? So, um, yeah. yeah, definitely, you know, hard picking this, but we ended up going with what they do. Yeah. And that song, dude, that that hook, it's just epic. the vocals on that are epic. Never knew it's just, oh, you gotta listen yep. to it. What they exactly. do, oh, it's it's exactly what you want to listen to. Like, I'm sorry, but like some of the best times I could think of listening to a record from front to back has been while I'm driving. I think that's just, you know, especially you know, living in LA, you're in the car yeah. for long periods of time, and you can actually go from front to back with with an album. I even remember doing that with Greenberg multiple times listening to, you know, Incubus CDs front to back and just, you know, the the, the actual craft of an album like these yeah. albums we're talking about is is so amazing because it's it's one of those things where you put it on and every time a song ends, you get even more hype about the song coming after it. And it's just Absolutely. And you definitely don't want someone to shuffle the playlist, especially no. if you're listening once the first time through I mean you know that that crafting of an album you know some people can say it's a lost art you know people are really releasing singles and not necessarily bigger albums I think that's where our kind of community comes in and is making like more EPs and more full projects which is exciting and you know yeah no I think I think it was Greenberg that I was actually talking to about this recently where we were saying like EPs are dead albums are are dying you know it is totally. definitely a lost art and singles kind of are what people are doing and it's almost you know more so the way to go because I think money wise and attention span wise for the listener um you know releasing singles tends to be um you know what people are doing but I definitely want to get to what's going on with you. So I want to get through this playlist and then check in with, with Miss KJ over there. But I know she's got a lot of stuff and I also want to get to Greenberg. So, cause I think me and you could probably get lost talking about these albums <laughs> totally. for probably like the <laughs> exactly. entire hour or, yeah, or three you. more than that, you know, totally. um, exactly. another uh, 20 year anniversary was the Fuji's, the score album. Um, definitely. I mean, the Fugees itself were just a huge band, and, and two huge artists came out of that, Wyclef and Lauren Hill. Um, and though Lauren Hill only put out one album, she is legendary in her own right. And obviously the Fugees was, you know, the birthplace for, for kind of um, her success as well. So um, we wanted to, you know, looking into the score, I think that was one of their, probably their, their most well-known albums. 
um, and all the songs in there are are huge hits as well. Um, and we decided to go with Ready or Not just because KJ's like, I gotta throw in my vote for Ready or Not, and I'm like, who can argue <laughs> that? Like that, that's like that's classic. <laughs> the classic. Right when it comes on, like, and then you hear Ready or Not. It's just like that. It yep, gets you already know. You could throw it on. It's the type of track where if you're listening, if you're just chilling at your, you know, having a barbecue with your friends and you throw it on, it gets people excited. But also if you're at like a wedding or a party and you throw it on, it gets people hyped. So it's, it's, it can go over as like a chill, like feel good song, but it also like, if you want to, if you want to really make some heads turn and people like freak out, like return of the Mac types, you know, freak yeah, out. Exactly. And, yeah. You got to throw it on. <laughs> you have to. You have um, to. And last but not least, this does not fit in the 20-year category, but I wanted to mention it because it did have its anniversary on Saturday, I believe uh, the 24th as well. I think Illadelph Half-Life by The Roots came out five five years to the day of the low-end theory of A Tribe Called Quest. So they actually have the same anniversary date, just five years apart. And um, sorry, I'm, I'm drinking orange juice right now. Um <laughs> This is mm-hmm. called, um, we decided to go with jazz. We've got uh, from A Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory. This album, again, another album where Katie and I were sitting there talking about, you know, what song do we pick from this album? You know, Monumental. And then she ended up picking this one. And, and again, I couldn't argue it. This is definitely a classic. So they just had their 25 years. So congratulations to all these artists who are still alive, well, and doing their thing, coming out Absolutely. with music, still touring and still gigging. And, and um, you know, I, we didn't put uh, Tupac on here because I did a whole segment about uh, his 20th year and did all his songs. But obviously he came out, um, you know, in 1996 with, what was it, All Eyes on Me? Hell yeah, All Eyes on Me, man. Yeah. So... Um, you know, like just a great year for hip hop and um, kudos to all these artists. And that concludes our playlist for the week. Um, just going to do a quick run, run down on that. Nas, uh, it was written if I ruled the world. Um, then we went to Jay-Z feeling it off reasonable doubt. Um, Illidolph Half-Life, The Roots, the song's called What They Do. Ready or not, the Fuji's from the score, and then Jazz, we've got Tribe Called Quest from the Low in Theory. Uh, and then KJ, like, the last time I checked in with you, you know, I think you were only on uh, the Revolution, maybe number three or four, and now I think you're on seven. So there's a lot I need to catch up on, and I know that Sawdust is coming back, and, and you guys are doing some construction, a bunch of stuff going on. So I want to check in with you and see what's been going on. Yeah, man. I mean, we just finished um, the seventh volume of The Revolution, you know, for people that don't know, you know, and that didn't get to tune in to the segment where uh, Nikki and Z featured me talking about The Revolution and Sawdust. I mean, The Revolution is a music series that I started back in March for up-and-coming Brooklyn and Harlem artists that really are in the forefront of their genre. You know, it's a night the last Saturday of the month where musicians and artists can kind of come to the venue and just kind of release themselves and be in the midst of amazing musicians and amazing talent, you know, usually three acts, all genre differing. So we'll maybe have an alternative indie band mixed with a jazz quartet, mixed with a singer songwriter. So, you know, the next one is actually coming up on October 29th and that will be volume eight. And I can't even believe that I'm saying that, Um, but it's pretty exciting. Oh my gosh. It's super exciting. And, you know, for that one, we're featuring, Kyle Shredrick, who actually, um, when I, you know, back when the Philando Castile murders were happening and all the Black Lives Matter movement were really, really prevalent a couple months ago, not that they're not now because obviously the same things are happening, I threw a benefit concert back in July for those victims and their families, and I met Kyle at that show, and um, I have the awesome you know, um, opportunity to work with him for the revolution. So he'll be the opener. He's an R&B soul singer from, um, you know, New York, and it'll be really great to have him. We also have Katie Buchanan, who's a kind of an electronic singer-songwriter from Brooklyn as well. And then Lady Moon and the Eclipse, and they're kind of like a Nubian Afrocentric electronic hip-hop band. Yes. Really dope. So I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be cool, you know. Um, That's so awesome. Yeah, as far as sawdust goes, man, I am in the midst 
as the work week leading up to our season two premiere, um, which is on Saturday. We're doing um, a 7 p.m. Yes. show. Yeah, 7 p.m. show that's actually going to be showcasing two of our artists and residents for the year. Um, National Sawdust Nonprofit Music Venue in the heart of Williamsburg. Um, we do our programming at this venue a little different than any other venue in the city. Um, we actually have curators that are big time musicians and uh, philanthropists and all kinds of people that just love the art that actually curate and produce and program shows here. But we also have artists and residents that literally we give, um, you know, um, government funds to to develop their works and develop their projects. So this year, um, Helga Davis and Sophia Bruce, two incredibly talented singers, are do, doing two different kinds of projects. Sophia actually traveled the world for a year last year um, around all different kinds of countries and actually sat with different communities and tribes in these countries and figured out their home lullabies. And she's made a movement about these different communities lullabies into a um, kind of a series of songs so she's developing that that work so dope yeah she's really cool man she's a young young talented singer from from uh from europe and she's just really great we're so stoked to have her and then helga davis is actually um you know someone that's been around on the scene for a minute and has done a lot of different projects coming out of detroit for black lives matter she does live in new york but um she's a beautiful, beautiful kind of operatic, but very raw acoustic singer. Um, So she will be featuring her new project called Requiem for a Tuesday. um, And that will be with three three other musicians and then actually a flexible dance crew who was a group in residence last year with us called uh, The Dream Ring, who is um, kind of forced by Reggie Gray. um, And he's known for a lot of different... um, you know, styles of dance, but flexing, he's the head maker and master of this kind of dance. And he's kind of worked with different um, dance troops all around the world, but a lot of crumping troops coming out of Compton. And it's going to be really, really awesome. It'll definitely be a multimedia show. And yeah, everyone's in town in Brooklyn. You should definitely come. It'll be Saturday, this coming Saturday, October 1st season premiere of National Sawdust and what we have to offer the Brooklyn community. And, you know, honestly, I've really just been working on that, the revolution and just working on programming late nights for the up and coming season, trying to get as many local artists as I can, big major label artists, you know, because I think that the want and the need is there. And, you know, we need to support those kind of people that are really trying to emerge in the, in the arts, you know. Absolutely. No, I, I definitely respect and love what you're doing. I think it's awesome. And I know you've been, you've been having some gigs too. I know you performed there, but but recently, I think this weekend you were, you were doing a little something with Haley. Was that this weekend? Yeah, actually it was a couple of weekends ago, but, um, but Haley actually had um, a show that we all mobbed out to and she had actually a couple of special guests. Um, but that was really exciting. You know, as far as the roommates go, you know, like we had talked about last time on my segment, we all perform myself and my three roommates in the 135 crew. And the 135 crew's kind of taken a little hiatus because all of us are doing so much right now. You know, Haley just got back from China, you know, and um, she just did a little like six mini little showcase tour there and took about a month and a half. And she just got back. She's kind of getting into the studio with Mason, which is what that gig was last week. She um, premiered the second volume of Mason at the Williamsburg Music Center in Brooklyn, which was really excellent. Nakara's back teaching at a couple of different private and charter schools, um, teaching jazz band there, but she's also developing her Black Wall Street project. Um, So that's going to be really, really awesome. And then LA is actually getting ready to prep because she is actually Sawdust's new artist in residence for um, 2017, so I'm really, really, really stoked. This is our first hip-hop residency, and I'm really stoked that it's her. Um, So she's getting ready to drop, like, a three-part project called L.A. Lights. She um, did a a lab with us back in August where she had all these man hours to come into the space and rehearse this project, and she had dancers and uh, DJs, someone mixing in her tracks, a live band, and a lot of theatrics to go along with that project. Um, and then in the spring, she'll kind of start to formulate Irregular, which is her second project apart from that three-part project. So, you know, between That's the three, the four of us, you know, there's a lot going on and we're all just trying to 
stay focused and, you know, keep up with how Brooklyn's going and what's going on in the music scene and how everything's changing, you know, so. Dude, I'm so proud of you. That awesome. Thanks, babe. Yeah, for some reason I'm getting a little feedback. I can hear myself. But anyway, I wanted to um, have you announce where people can find out more information about National Sawdust, you and and all the people you kind of just mentioned so that we can – or how do people get in touch with you and National sure. Sawdust? And- yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, for just general information, definitely go to our website, nationalsawdust.org. You can find everything from event calendars to who our, you know, board is that's supporting all this beautiful art, who the employees are that are working their, you know, butts off to get all of this together for opening night, and then also to see what's, you know, up and coming. Um, there's a new membership package for people that are local, so that's that, but also, at National Sawdust on Instagram, you can find Revolution clips, um, and also on my Instagram yeah. at KJ from VA. Very simple. KJ. And totally been that way for about I feel like 15 years. That was my first screen name. It's never changed. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me anywhere. KJ from VA. Girl, you don't want to know my first screen name. I had the worst like since I, I don't even know when that came out. Like fourth grade. AOL, yeah. like, oh my exactly. God, it's a transition. I should have gone with my name back in the day. At least yours was dope. <laughs> you were a fly at like nine years old. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. I'm so glad you gave us an update. I'm so proud of you and happy for you. And I'm excited to see um, what LA is going to bring to National Sawdust next year in 2017. Yeah. That's, that's super cool. Um, and I really want to get to Michael Greenberg too. So we're just going to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors. And we'll be right back up your volume morning show podcast and the taking the streets tour are brought to you by nativa we would like to thank our good friends at nativa for their support of the taking it to the streets tour we can't say enough about nativa products we adore that nativa is committed to nurturing vitality by consciously curating the world's finest plant-based organic ingredients in fact, most of the dishes in our house found on our kitchen table are made possible by the fine products from Nativa. For more information on all of their products, go to www.nativa.com. That's N-U-T-I-V-A.com. And Palm Done Right. You've probably heard the horror stories about palm oil. Orphaned orangutans, rainforests destroyed, smoldering fires that pollute the air. Thankfully, that is not all there is to this tale. There's another happier story that is yet to be told. One where farmers are empowered and communities thrive. One where animals and people are healthy. Where the land flourishes with diversity. And it's called Palm Done Right. Our good friends at Natural Habitats are committed to supporting the community with Palm Done Right, and we are honored to have them supporting the Taking It to the Street store. To learn more, please head to www.palmdoneright.com. Again, that's palmdoneright.com. All right. Michael Greenberg in the building. Can you hear us? Hey, yes, oh, I can. Oh, there he is. My ladies, I'm so happy to be here talking to you guys. Dude, this is awesome. We're so happy, too. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, All the way from Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm in France. It's a beautiful day here. I'm actually really lucky because uh, there was a a brass band that happened to be roaming the streets right outside my window. (laughs) The moment this started, I was like, there's no way. That is amazing. What? Yeah, I just wanted to go out there and be like, come on, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> and, and, and also, I got to say, I'm, I'm a little upset that you guys didn't include me in the 90s music talk because, <laughs> I mean, that no, is, those go. are all my jams. Those are my jams. I mean, right? I, I mean here's, here's a few albums that I think should have been mentioned. One, Sublime. Go. Self-titled. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, we were strictly I mean, sticking to hip hop. We were strictly sticking to hip hop. Oh okay. Well then, I'm glad. I'm glad you. I'm glad you did all eyes on me because I mean, I mean, who doesn't love California love, right? Oh my God. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. No, that's my jam. That's my jam. Yeah. Actually, I, it's it's actually um it's really cool to see how much uh the music has progressed as far as like collaborations and like obviously you totally. have a lot of 
a lot of appropriation mm-hmm. of hip hop in today's culture and music, but you're starting to see this communication that, that really hasn't happened in the past. And, uh, like this year, there's a new De La Soul album that I've been just like obsessed it's with. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it has every, it has people on it. You really wouldn't like David Byrne is on it. What? Uh, I'm, is not on it. I'm not hip uh, to that. You guys, I got to get Oh my God. Dude, I've been talking about it. On my it's, it's the best. It's the best. Oh, it's a musical awesome. journey. And, and, and more importantly, it's fearless, you know, and, and cool. it's something that I've been really trying to it's, encompass in my music, this type of like fearlessness, because I've always been afraid of being so exposed with my personal identity and name and yeah. uh, everything that goes with that, you know? So that's something I'm always trying to achieve. I'm trying to do it in like new projects. I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to like revamp some songs maybe. And uh, it's really good. The yeah. collaboration like, and like Katie, what you're doing is, is awesome. Is so Aww, cool. Thanks, Bert. Really, I, I commend you and I'm very proud of what you're doing. Yeah. And if, I think honestly, if there's a God, he certainly commends you too, because <laughs> since I've last seen you, you've developed this like angelic, not like reverb, your speaking voice. <laughs> you sound like she's like coming to you live you. from a church. <laughs> yeah, like, like, it's like the revolution. I'm yeah. like, it's like, it's like the it. Tonewood amp of your, your voice. You just walk around with this angelic reverb everywhere you go. You're lucky. That's it. That's, that's the goal, you know, to have this reverb on me all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. She's like, turn do, my reverb do, on my mic down. Turn me up. <laughs> Um, uh, just so, so cool. everybody knows, I do want to let everybody know that De La Soul album that we've been talking about on the podcast the past couple of weeks is called De La Soul and the Anonymous Nobody. So, Katie, mm. you got to get that like yesterday. Oh, I'm girl. on it. I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. What is? Uh, sorry, I, I um shouldn't have referred to you as Berg, but that's pretty much all I've been calling you for the past like it's five cool. years it's of my cool. life. So, um. But yo, what's been going on with you? you? You're like traveling the world. I see pictures of you like in like Russia one day, like the Maldives the next, and then you're like, oh, and I'm back going to Italy, and then I'm gonna be back. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's going yeah, on? It seems pretty ridiculous. Like how could I be in all these places at once, right? right? Uh, it's five hours apart. Yeah, I, honestly, uh, most of the work that I'm doing currently goes to traveling. I mean, with the band that I'm in, and I'm with like a, an insanely talented group of people. Uh, we love performing. That's like the thing we can't wait to do. The moment we do that, it's like our eyes, you know, lighten up and, and we see people smiling and dancing and it's so therapeutic, the whole experience in itself. Right. Um, the traveling, like, Holy hell. It's a, it's it's pretty rough sometimes. Like, I mean, jet lag's one thing, but we could be in upwards to like three countries in one day. Um, so it gets a little, it gets a little tough, but, you know, I mean, we love what we do, and uh, we're so happy that, that people are enjoying it all around the world. Um, and, by the way, so what we do, because I'm sure you're going to ask me, <laughs> By the for way. The people, for the people that don't know, uh, I'm in an international party band uh, called the Flyboys, and, and I got to make the side. It's T-H, Fly, and then Boys with hey. a Z. So if oh. anyone's more qualified, okay, to talk about 90s, it's your boy and the Flyboys. exactly it's like the ultimate homage that we have because we grew up in that era but uh basically yeah we're we're a international party band we've we've appeared in over 40 countries and uh our repertoire is like constantly expanding we do songs from the 1920s to modern day including covers in several different languages and uh and it's really cool because it allows us to engage in audiences from all eras and nationalities it's awesome. That's yeah. so we, sick. Yeah, we play for movie stars, businesses, world-class restaurants, royalty. I mean, it's some some of the places we end up, I'm just like, where are we? This is That's absolutely awesome. insane. And do you know, like, who's going to be there or what you re- are really doing before you get there? It's like you show up and all of a sudden you're, like, hanging out with George Clooney and you're like, what the hell is going on in my life? <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I, it's, I mean, usually it's a... a yeah, there's no disclosure most of the time, but we knew we knew about George Clooney before we were going to perform for him, so we were uh, excited about that. And we have like repeat clients like Heidi Klum; uh, she loves us. And uh, but you, we, when you sung for Mick Jagger, like, did you know? Like, did you know he was going to be there? No, actually, that's really funny. So, uh, yeah, uh, the um, one of the co-owners of Warner Music, he has uh, this party that he throws in 
in the can in the port of Cannes uh, each year during the film festival. And basically, it's yeah. like everybody goes to this boat to party, or at least what appears like a party. I, I'm pretty sure everyone's there doing work, you know, and just talking deals. <laughs> but uh, he has like a this really beautiful stage on the top tier where he has artists come in and perform on the boat. It's it's insane. That's and awesome. uh, at this one event in, in particular that you're talking about, uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio is there just like walking around. I'm just like, what the, what's, the, what's going on right now? And I'm at the bar uh, just having a whiskey and I'm looking in front of this guy, like the sea of young, beautiful people. I'm like, who's this old frail guy? Like, his hair's just kind of like thin, thinned out. He's like, he could see him bobbing his head, like digging the music. And uh, I'm like, that's so weird. He's got like a weird, like Mick Jagger vibe to him. And then, and then the dude turns around and my jaw just drops. Yeah. I and I look to this girl and there's like this beautiful, like really sexy girl to stand next to me. I'm like, is that Mick Jagger? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, yeah, 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 it is. I'm like, no, 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 that's not Mick Jagger. And then I'm like, holy yeah. shit, that's Mick Jagger. And I'm, and Evan in the band, he's he sees me from across the room, and he's just like in disbelief. And he sees me in disbelief, and we're both like shaking our heads, like, what is life right now? <laughs> so I introduced myself to him, and uh, you know, I just said I was a you know a huge fan. I wouldn't be who I am without him, you know. Yeah, totally. And he was really down to earth. He was just really respect respectful of it, and he was just like, thanks, man, you know. And he was having a good time, and. And uh, basically, our job on the boat is to perform. And we kind of entertain people between sets uh, when they're, like, coming on and off the yacht, which is, uh, you know, a pretty standard thing for most, for most events that we do. And uh, he happened to have been leaving, like, right at the moment where we were requested at the back of the boat to play people goodbye. And I was like, there's no way in, in hell that I can't capture this. So I, I threw my cell phone well, I didn't throw it. <laughs> Take my cell phone. I, uh, <laughs> I, I gave it to one of the crew members, and uh, I was like, hey, man, you got to capture this. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Just press record and point. And for most of the time, he was pointing at us, and I was like, dude, not us. Like, there, that guy. How do you not know what I'm trying to do right now? So uh, he captured the moment, and uh, I mean, I'm still kind of in disbelief about it. Like, we, were, we sang Satisfaction, and he made sure that the Tinder he was on stayed docked to the boat and he came out and, and was just singing with us. He was just like, yeah, I can't get, no. And I was just like in utter oh God, disbelief. Amazing. I was like, am I really singing right now with Mick Jagger and my friends right now, you know, in a beautiful location in the world. So uh, it, the, it has its highs, you know, that's this awesome, job, dude. this job. So um, that's to kind of awesome. get, well, get that tip of the hat from a, and a cultural icon was a little reassuring in some sense. Yeah, dude. Well, I, I, I've definitely, you know, missed you a lot, but I know you guys have been killing it out there and it's, it's going to be, um, it's going to be awesome to have you in LA. What, what are your plans for coming back out here for a little bit? Yeah. So I'm going to be in the studio actually, uh, at victory house, um, hey. in the Valley. Hey. And, uh, hey. with Ellie, with Ellie, with Cam, you know, with, with all my boys and, uh, and I'm recording three songs that I plan to release in 2017. Awesome. Uh, yeah, probably not dude. as an EP from what you were saying earlier. You know, I probably will do it as <laughs> singles uh, <laughs> just to, to have that snowball effect. And uh, because I'm not, you know, available for touring because I'm in this other group and stuff. So, you know, it's yeah. I'm trying to like spread it all out. Uh, so it, it it is more consistent in some sense. And like you said, uh, it it almost like a boost the appearance of your catalog you know yeah totally yeah it, you know and it offers an opportunity for artists to create different sounds and artwork for each individual release which i think as far as evolution of creativity goes like mm-hmm. that's a huge open door uh absolutely for someone for, for someone who's really creative speaking about evolution greenberg do you think like how are these new songs differing from you know the last couple that you put out before you went with Flyboys? Well, so uh, the, the, the process that I had going with those singles, I never necessarily wanted to stop it. I just had to. Uh, yeah. So this is, in some sense, an extension of that. Cool. Great. Um, they're going to be digital sounds. It's going to be dark. It's also going to be somewhat anthematic. And uh, there's a lot of subtext of emotions that I'm 
currently feeling living away from home and being cool. away from family. So yeah, I can only it's imagine. All a journey. Yeah, it's all a journey, you know. It's uh, and uh, I, I mean, you could you could listen to what I have now at uh, on my Bandcamp site, which is uh, greenberg.bandcamp.com. And uh, hey, you, yeah, check it out. Check <laughs> it out. Some, you know, if you dig it, support it. If not, you can get a free download. You just uh, I need an email for that and. Uh, Share it and, you know, if you dig it, dig it. And what's and your that. website where people can right now, hear my, more I'm, about you? Right now I'm currently functioning from the greenberg.bandcamp.com because oh, cool. Bandcamp is just a really awesome service that allows artists to uh, monetize their sales and uh, personally, you know, with no middlemen. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, Bandcamp is awesome. Dude, yeah. so... What's your What's your plan for? Are, are you You're gonna You're gonna be out there for a little while with the Flyboys as well, and and is that That's happening for like another year or so? Yeah, you know it's it's undetermined because uh, it, it's something that's allowing me time to develop my sound, write songs, and build my catalog as well as uh, subsidize my craft. You know, which is yeah, especially living in LA. That's it's it's a really tough market. To yes. Oh yeah. Afford free sure. time. I guess it's just the free time element, yeah. right? Where now, so I have a little more of that, and uh, it's beautiful here. My French is, uh, you know, so so. Um, hey, I know you were like, hey. <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna be able to speak French in like a couple months, and like, you know, I, I, I I'm sure. Oh. Oh, I would probably, if I had lived there, you know, maybe learn like some like awesome food names. Some yeah, well, I, well, I can well, order just... food for myself. Uh, the funny thing is that we honestly travel so much that when I come home, I, I'm like a hermit. I just the oh, people yeah. that see me in the bakery below uh, where I live, like I, I, I arrive there with messy hair and like just un- completely <laughs> unkempt from all these all these traveling, all this traveling. And uh, they would never know that like the, the day before that I was looking sharp in a suit or something. You know, it's kind of it's really funny, actually. Story of my like, life. This slob, like this slob, is just like <laughs> just comes in here. He just gives zero shits about the way he looks. So oh, that that see, my problem is if I have a show or something, I'll be like, oh, I got ready that day, so I don't need to get ready like the next like one or two. So yeah, just like, you know, you you yeah. do it up for when you need to. But it's, you, everybody has the freedom to be able to relax and well, be so, I mean, I, I'm sure you guys all know how much like traveling. Uh, but like when, yeah. we, when we get off the plane we're expected uh, we we don't perform through speakers like there's no microphones there's no speakers we're completely acoustic oh, and at wow. times we're playing oh, for like wow. 200 200 people in a room sometimes you could find us on a table on a beach on a boat on a glacier like it truly anywhere and everywhere <laughs> so to know how much that we <laughs> See, it's really it's crazy, but to, to know how much we project and exude like energy energy wise uh, in these shows, it truly is like it wipes you out, you know. So yeah. I, I didn't realize and, that you guys didn't you weren't mic'd at all. Yeah. Well, we we, we now have started providing this uh, this ultimate show ultimatum where you know for an extra cost we do a the same set but as a live uh, plugged in party band, but our niche right our the whole thing about us is that we travel anywhere and everywhere. You know, we've been in the uh, Arctic tundra. We've been Africa, China, Russia. I mean, literally on, on glaciers with polar bears. Like it's quite insane. And we're all doing it in suits. So. Wow. Looking sharp. That's insane, dude. That's mind blown. I mean, you know, I just couldn't even imagine. I mean, it definitely sounds like, I mean, I, I wouldn't think life would be too bad living in the French Riviera and getting to travel to all these cool places with other amazing, amazing, talented musicians and just, you know, yeah. getting to meet all these cool people and also having the free time to be able to, you know, work on your solo project and, and have some free time to come home or come to LA and, and record, hang out with friends, see family, all yeah. that stuff. I mean, definitely sounds like, uh, you know, you're doing your thing and, and I'm proud of you as well. I feel like all of our friends, um, you know, are doing, are doing great things and having you both on the show today is just, it's just awesome. Cause like I said, you know, we've been in a band together. We went to the same school. We're all really good friends. It sounds like we're all just 
Yeah, well, to go back to even what what Katie is doing, you know, and I think collaboration is something that is huge. And I've been talking to the boys about this, but uh, you're going to find that a lot of musicians today are going to start taking a global initiative of connecting different cultures and sounds and vibes. And given the opportunity that we get to travel the world, I I wanted to do a, a song or a music video, as we've seen before on the Internet, where like people from around the world are kind of joining in and adding their sounds to it, which I thought yeah. would be just a really fun thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. But the collaboration, like what Katie's doing, all this stuff, like that is so huge because it strengthens your creativity, your writing, the community around you, you know? It's like, it, it's, it just makes a better version of everybody. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, you know? And for me, I mean, I haven't really every show surprises me, you know, I mean, because I get to have this moment where I get to step back and watch the room. I get to yeah. watch what's happening on stage, but I get to also watch like the interactions of the audience and the people working and literally like the energy is just, you know, it, it's contagious because people really right. from the audience and everyone performing, they really truly need it. They come because they need that collaboration and they need to know that other people are out there wanting the same thing that they want, you know? I mean, Berg, like, what you're doing, man, is really cool. I mean, I'm sure that, like, just you as a human is changing. I mean, you're seeing a lot and experiencing a lot, dude. And, like, to be able to travel like that at such a young age is really killer. Like, I'm really proud of you, man. Like, I'm sure your passport is lit right now with all kinds of yeah, border, border <laughs> control is just like, who is this guy? What's his right? deal? Why? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> a little tough at times. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it's, it's really wild. It's, it's, it's so, uh, it's like a beautiful mess, you know? It's like totally. that, that Jason Rad song, A Beautiful Mess. You go around and you see all these different cultures and they're so loving. They're so, um, yeah. such amazing people, amazing food. And then you, you come home and you just log online and you hear all this like dividing fear mongering bullshit, you know, yeah. and it, uh, it's sad. It's just sad. It's like, I, it's really tough. The more I travel not to be sad. And I, I only add, you know, because I've met people and, and it's, it's just not how it is. Yeah. You know, and uh, for some people it is their reality. And I think people need to respect um, and understand it, you know, and have some humility, which I don't think a lot of people do. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, dude. Well, I didn't mean to get deep on you there. <laughs> well, no, actually. <laughs> I love it. We're all like, and so, no, I'm just kidding. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. A... Um, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, likewise. You first. No, no, by all means, the bird. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, the, it's, that's all. I just, yeah, I think uh, the answer is always going to be love. You know, sometimes always. I want, I want to oh, yeah. know how I could do my part as an artist through songs and stuff. And truly, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the best message you could do is love. I know it's love songs are overused. Maybe it's the euphemisms that we write uh, and stop using so many cliches. You know, uh, mm. there, in comparison to the '90s, there seems to be some sort of hollowness to. Uh, or just de- depth to the lyrical content, at least in the 2000s. I think we're, we're even, like, coming out of that era, and people are, really have something to say, especially yeah. because the whole, scene, the whole scene is lit right now, like, with just craziness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's wild. And again, it's like uh, people just, people will be people, and there's a lot of love and a lot of communities, and unfortunately with such polar opposite uh, hate, and all that stuff that's being introduced, it's it, there's going to be a rush of love that comes through the door that that everyone's going to take notice to. I think. Amen yeah. for that, definitely. Yeah, that, that's all we can really do. I mean, I mean, besides keeping up with what's going on and and making sure we have insight and we're, and we're aware of everything, and all we can do is really express ourselves with music and come together as a community and try to create yeah. change. I, I mean, that's really. You know, and it starts ab- with you. It starts with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Starts, I, I think I think a lot of people are like uh, really focused on trying to change a national opinion, which that's totally. like a huge feat. Like, how do you do totally. that? 
totally it's got to start locally. It's got to start with the people around you and they're, they're going to be your mirror. You know, it's like, if you exude negativity, you're going to get that back. And if you exude positivity, you're going to get that back. And, or maybe not, I don't know, but at least try, you know? Yeah, totally. That's all you can do. And I mean, we kind of have, you know, that's almost what our purpose is as, as artists and as musicians and as people that are in the industry. I mean, we have to exude that and be a part of that. So I completely hear you. Yeah. I mean, I think people really, uh, uh, kind of undermine the importance of music because it's being driven by corporations to an absolute zero dollar value. Yeah. But the truth mm-hmm. is, is that music has progressed both science, politics, the way we view things. I mean, I just finished watching the eight days a week Beatle documentary and I just felt like a kid again. Like I own everything by this band and here's footage I haven't seen. And, uh, it comes at such a brilliant time because it talks about racism at one point and how the Beatles were a huge uh, topic shift for people in the 1960s, you know, going into the civil rights movement. Um, and it's good to take part of it because, like, they, they, were, they just wanted to play for people, you know? It wasn't, I want to play right. for this group or this group or that group. It's like they, right. just, they loved what they did and they wanted to spread that love. And yep. that's all people should do, you know? Just focus on that. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. And I, I recommend that you guys watch this. It's like, it's just super what's dope. What's it called? Eight days a week. What's it called? Eight, eight days a week. Eight days yeah, a week. It's, it's one of their songs. Um, and uh, Ron Howard directed it. And cool. uh, there's like interviews. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg is like talking about her experience. Sigourney Weaver is talking about her experience. It's just really well done. Uh, it just ca- uh, catalogs their touring life between the 1962 to 66 period. Mm. Uh, and shows you like some Shea Stadium footage and like some other stuff. I mean, honestly, it, I'm a guy. I, I feel just as giddy as the girls screaming in the in the Shea Stadium video. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, dude, thanks for coming on the show again, Michael Greenberg. And and, and it's is it Greenberg.bandcamp or Michael Greenberg.bandcamp? Yeah, Greenberg G R E N like the color B E R G dot bandcamp dot com. And uh, if you want to check out the Flyboys. It's p h l y b o y z dot pagecloud dot com. Pagecloud Page cool site. But yeah, really cool site. Uh, it allows you to you should check that out because you could just you know it, it's I think it's like a a fee you pay yearly, but you can just drop and paste things and it's very user friendly uh, for people awesome. who are not savvy with technology. That's great. Cool. Well, thanks for, yeah. for keeping us in the loop with you, and we will uh, hopefully follow up with you right around when you're going to release some of the stuff you're working on next month in L.A. I love you. I love you both. Love you. I love you too, man. Definitely keep us posted. And again, greenberg.bandcamp.com. Um, if you guys want any more information about uh, him and you forget anything, remember you can always go on my site as well. Drop me a line and I'll shoot over um, his website to you guys. Thanks again for coming, Greenberg. Have a great rest of the day. I know it's yeah. about evening time over in France, like almost dinner yeah. time. Yeah, wow. Oh, my God. Oh, have a great dinner. I'll cross home. Oh, croissant. Awesome. Well, well, so good to talk to you, dude. Have a good rest of the night. All right. Later, guys. All right. Later. All right. Bye. Dude, crazy. Awesome. Like, so awesome. It's just crazy to, to you know, you know, we've, we've been apart for so long and, and it feels like yesterday that we're all chilling and it's like to see yeah. what, you know, we've all been doing in this, in this, you know, brief period of maybe a year and a half, two years, it's, monumental stuff is going on so um really proud of him really proud of you and i know you kind of had some some stuff to share you know for for our our normal listeners that are listening in um me and my mom usually do like a a segment at the end called like bam of the month or you know what what the what the f were they thinking we have like a bunch of them um and this BAM of the month um, is really just about like cool venues in Brooklyn. Um, I know KJ had some, some insight to that. And, uh, you know, it's crazy because she was like, maybe we could do stuff from East Coast and West Coast, which is like the most awesome idea. But because I'm gigging so much and working, like I don't even get out. I don't even know what like under underground, if any, I'm sure there 
is somewhere in, in LA that's doing cool stuff, but um, I'm kind of out of the loop as far as like movement goes out here just because it is such a tough city um, and the, and the musician community isn't really as deep. I feel like as the East coast, we, we don't really come together that often. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely um, wish I had more insight on the left coast, but I want to hear what's going on on your side and, and, and what you have, you know, what you were going to share about some, some venues. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm in Williamsburg in Brooklyn all the time. And I mean, besides National Sawdust, you know, I went to Music Hall of Williamsburg last night. If you're looking for a killer, killer local indie bands, but also a good mix of major label, but kind of eclectic music, definitely, definitely check out Music Hall of Williamsburg. The sound was impeccable there last night. And I think their capacity is a lot, maybe a smidge or a hair bigger than Sawdust. So, a little, a little over 300 or 400 they can fit in there. Um, it was a great, great venue, but also um, Palisades and Bushwick and bed is really, really putting out some cool underground music at the moment. I mean, it's pretty close to my house, so me and the girls go there sometimes, but not enough. You know, I can't get there enough. They've always seemed to be pounding out some really cool electronic and hip-hop music out of that venue, so Palisades and Bushwick bed is also a good one. Oh, awesome. Um, another one on my radar recently has been Pioneer Works. Pioneer Works is more like, uh, also works as two things, a community space for rehearsals, but they also do a lot of discoveries that push boundaries in the in the arts or in the music industry. So, um, you know, they've had everything from operas premiering there that are, you know, in the in the beginning stages of their, you know, showcasing of that. And then they've also did... Um, Exotech, which is a in-the-round improv session with big heavy hitters like Sean Lennon, Kimbra, you know, um, oh, and wow. a whole bunch of different singer-songwriters, musicians. So that's definitely going on in Brooklyn, kind of Williamsburg, Greenpoint area as well, Pioneer Works. And then, you know, there's also a lot of different jazz sessions that I've been privy to as of recently. Only three of them that I know for sure, but they're all fantastic. Um, if you're in the Brooklyn area or even in Harlem and in the city areas of New York City, definitely um, check these out. You know, um, Thursdays, Uptown at Jenny's in Harlem is the Harlem Sessions by Piano Player and uh, recently has been added to the staff at Juilliard, Mark Carey. Um, he's wow. a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal piano keyboard player um, in all styles. He's one of the first jazz sessions that's actually allowed um, rappers and MCs to come up and freestyle over jazz. So it's been real, real cool. Um, I know, awesome, dude. Yeah, the same night in LES is Arlene's Grocery, which is a hip-hop jam session strictly. Um, you cannot go wrong. All you have to do is go to the lesson um, and their website, and you RSVP, you get in for free. Um, and it is wow. incredible. Um, also at Zinc Bar on Tuesdays, Revive the Live has the Revive Sessions uh, ran by Megan Stabile. The players change every week, but every Tuesday starting at 10 p.m., they do kind of a small set, and then they roll out different players. You sign up on a list, and it's a true jazz hang. Um, so if you're in the city, Lower East Side, at Zinc Bar is the Revive Sessions. And then Mondays at Fat Cat in the city. Um, also has a really killer jazz session that I've been privy to. I've been kind of trying to go out a lot more with Nakara and Haley to these sessions, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks I'll try to figure out some more. But I definitely wanted to share those with you. I know in the next last month or so I've been trying to go out more and more and more, not only to see different venues, but to definitely check out talent, and these places have really done something great for me and my soul. So I hope everyone enjoys Oh, that. yes, girl, I love that. I, like, can't wait to come visit you now in December. Me I'm neither. Like, I, I just awesome. feel like, okay, maybe I need to spend, like, a week because there's, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to be doing that. <laughs> exactly. You have to, man. Um, the longer, the better. You know, New York, it's just like L.A. You can never, there's never enough time. There's so much to do. So I hope to, I hope we can get some time together when you're here in the winter, you know, and maybe we can go to a oh, couple definitely. of these places. I would love that. Well, thank you again for being an amazing, amazing co-host. Love catching oh, up with you. Thank you. Loved having Greenberg on the show. Totally. This was definitely um, one of the, one of the best podcasts yet. I'm I'm so excited to have you both, and thank you again for for waking up early with me and doing this. And I love you, and I'm proud of you, you. And keep us posted. And 
Everybody else, have a great rest of the week, and we'll see you Wednesday at 8.30 Pacific Standard Time, East Coast. We'll see you at 11.30 Eastern Standard Time next week, and we'll catch you soon. Everybody that hung out with us this morning, thanks a lot for tuning in. And once again, very special thank you to my co-host of the day, Miss KJ from VA. Thanks, babe. I'll definitely be in touch with you, and thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a great day. Of course. You too. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.